You are listening to WIT Vikings, a sport at WIT podcast. Hi, I'm Tom Grinsel. And I'm Katie Redmond, and we're your hosts for episode 5 of the With Vikings Sport podcast. Welcome to our Christmas special, In the Stands, featuring tales of With past, present, and we might even throw in future, with two legends of With Sport, Colin Bonner, for- former hurler and coach, and Johnny Brown, current ladies soccer manager. Colin and Johnny, you're very welcome to the show. Just to start off with yourself, Johnny, um, can you give us, the listeners, a little bit of background on yourself and your connection to WIT? Yeah, um, I suppose my background really in soccer is like most coaches locally and in, in local soccer. Uh, my I played myself at Tremor and then our kids started to play and uh, the lads in the club would ask you, would you look after a team? Your, your son's team. Yeah. So I started off with that and uh, then a couple of coaching courses came up and you were encouraged to do a coaching course. And so I did the first one was the old introductory, like level one, kickstart one sort of thing. And uh, then the youth start came up and they said, lads, will you do the youth start? Oh, sure, we might as well, we said. Then the UEFA B came up and one, Tommy Griffin, who was in with us here, yeah. Tommy gave me a ring one day and he said, Johnny, do you, do you fancy doing the B license? And I was going to Dublin for a week or two, you know. So we said, I suppose we might, might as well, I suppose. And then we did that and we passed it. And then about a month later, the A license came up. So he said, we'll do the, we'll go to Dublin again for the A license. And we had no plans to do this, just, just off the cuff kind of thing. So we did it and uh, we passed it, you know, which was, which was a... So surprised. <laughs> it was tough going. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough going. Uh, although we were lucky enough, when we did it first, the new kind of regime took over... Um, Packy Bonner, he had taken over as director of football and uh, a guy came in from England, Les Reed, and he was real, before doing coaching courses, it was terrifying stuff. But he was telling you, just go out and work away and if you, or their job is to get you over the line eventually. So it took the pressure off you, you know, you didn't have to pass your exam straight away if you, you get it eventually. That was the, the plan and it was real uh, real uh, leisurely kind of thing it wasn't too much pressure in doing it so we ended up getting it and uh, so that's how we started our coaching role there was no plans originally to be to do that down yeah. the road you know um, so that's how I started off in coaching and I did teams in Tremor the whole way with the youth teams and school by teams and then WIT came on board uh, I think what happened with WIT was one of the guys left and Declan Howard, who was doing the ladies' team, he went on to look after the men's second team. And he, he I was coaching the Tremor ladies' senior soccer team in Tremor at the time. So he asked me, would I be interested? So John Douglas, JD, was there. And I met John, and they asked me, would I be interested in doing it? And it was so. That's why I got involved with the WAT ladies. So I'm here now, six years at this stage, like a dinosaur <laughs> at this age, <laughs> kind of thing. Part of the furniture, kind of thing, yeah. So that's how I got involved in in that kind of setup, you know. Very good. And um, Colm, you might tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I suppose with, uh, my connection with WIT go back uh, a long way. Um, originally, I'd planned to go to UCD, but uh, things didn't uh, work out. But at the time, with Pints and uh, 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 Grants and the whole lot, um, 
I looked at a course here in WIT Recreation and Leisure it was only be uh, coming into existence really I think we were the first diploma class to come out so that started back in 83 and uh, I suppose since there I haven't left like so that's it's it's a long connection I've been the GA Development Officer uh, for five or six years so watch out Katie I could be back <laughs> uh, uh, I was also, the sports hall was built around that time, 92, 93, uh, the new sports hall that we have here on this campus and uh, I took over that for maybe five or six years. That was a tough job. And then uh, the club and society's office opened. So again, Tom, watch out there. I was over there as well for five or six years. So, <laughs> uh, And then after that, then I moved into the access office and uh, been there for the last uh, six or seven years. So it's been different jobs at different times, but all the time associated with WIT and uh, good times, yeah. And... Uh Johnny, we'll just go back to you for a second. Um, you're you're currently involved with our ladies soccer team, and say how how have times changed since you began your role for WIT? Um, it's it's after like in the last five or six years, it, it's after getting much more professional. I think um, we even find simple things like the gear. You know, the new branding is fantastic. You know the the WIT. Vikings and and stuff and yeah. um, at the time when I was looking after the girls first there was nobody had gear you know one or two girls were coming on it's not, you know it's un- so unprofessional looking going rocking up to a match or and you'd, especially you'd arrive up in UCD or someplace or UCC as I said and they're all decked out and you're looking Jesus you know and but now it's such a, so much professional that way even yeah. training for us when we were doing it first we just trained one night a week and I remember speaking to a couple of the guys in UCC. We knew him. one of the guys was involved with Cork under 19s, and we were we used to play against him at Warford under 19s. And uh, we were asking, "What way do you train?" And it's and college team, and they were training three and four days a week. The ladies soccer team, and I was saying, so "How can we compete with these if we're if we're only training one night a week?" And they were training. They were doing strength conditioning sessions. This is five or six years ago, two of them a week and two training sessions on the pitch. So we asked um, Robin at the time and he gave us a second night to train Monday and Wednesday. So, you know, even that's, you know, getting more, much more professional. We have a strength conditioning session now, Tom, as you know, and we're mm. trying to get it up and running. It's difficult. But we're, but it's really, the facilities obviously out in the arena are fantastic. And, you know, so when we started off, first of all, there was none of that there. Again, you just had the, the dressing room scenarios was just there really, you know. And... Uh, it just feels you're part of a real professional organisation now. Mm. You know, you guys are brilliant to deal with in here as well, you know, to, to ring you about anything and you're fantastic. You know, so it's it's all really Positive upwards and onwards. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And Colm, you're here since the Stone Age, so <laughs> I'm sure you've seen plenty of changes down through the years. Yeah, there's been huge changes in WIT. At the time we were a WRTC, which is going back a good few years and... Uh, uh, at that stage, you'd actually know any everybody that was kind of coming to the college with their lectures, or uh, you'd have a fair idea of the number of students here. But yeah, things have uh, progressively got uh, bigger and bigger. And um, you know, if if anything, um, but a lot of things don't change too. Students are still students. They they want to be treated well. They want to you know a bit of respect. They want to have you know good facilities. And um, I suppose where we are at the moment with the new arena in Carrigonore has really kind of put us out there and I think our numbers are starting to increase again which is good so that will only uh, argue well for sport in the next couple of years And Katie I'm just going to nab you there for a second can, can you just give me a, a a little bit on your history as well you've played and now you're working here in WIT so can you just tell us a little bit about that 
Yeah, um, I suppose when I came to WIT back in 2011, I would have um, played ladies football here at the college. Um, back then, um, the, it was just kind of the pitches were available. It wasn't as such the shell of the arena wasn't there. Um, but we had use of the pitches, which, which was great. Um, and I played for four years. I left then in 2015. And then in 2000, and just kind of the start of 2017, I actually was lucky enough to become the GA development officer down here. Um, and since then, I've I've been working in the GA office, sort of taking over from Connor Phelan, and mm. um, it's been great experience. Um, but I think the big thing about WIT is, as a player and now as working, um, there's a great kind of community feel in WIT, and I I think that that's kind of what makes it very special. And I'm sure lads, you kind of know about that kind of community feel and the kind of close knit um, community that WIT has to offer. Yeah, I think uh, Column got a. I don't know if he knows this, but he, he got a hashtag trending there years ago. Hashtag we are family. So that, that gives an example of the yeah. uh, of the community feel and the family mm. feel. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that, Colm? You had great uh, unity in your team. Well, we had, yeah, to be fair, um, even though we were serious about what we'd done, but we never lost sight of that we were students and that uh, the fun element always had to be there and... Uh, anything, any team that I've been involved in, we always had serious crack and serious enjoyment, and that's been a major part of the celebration. Because you know you'll win and lose on the field, but you'll get lifelong friends from uh, from the players that you play with. And so we always made sure that any time they put on the jersey, that we enjoyed it, we gave up what we could, and whether we won or lost, you know, we celebrated the win or loss that we were actually together and had fun. But like going back from even the facilities that we had, like when I was first here, where that tourism leisure building was, that was the GA pitch and it was a bog even in the summertime. And, uh, you know, that's where we trained and uh, that that in itself, like just togging out here on the campus and going up, like that was a special thing back then, which some players are losing out, getting into cars now and heading out to Carrigan Oar and heading straight back, you know, different directions. But even when we had the Crystal, players were still able to walk in distance from here up to the college pitches and that in itself you know we'd walk up together it's only two minutes up the road and uh, you know we get together and uh, one of the train sessions could go into a longer session after after it and you know it's all part of being a student because a lot of these students would have uh, you know they were into county minors 21s as senior players and uh, they had a lot of their own uh, kind of commitments so we never went overboard on the, on the training side of it but we made sure that when they got together that they stayed together and they enjoyed it and so yeah, I have to say that um, any of the teams I've been involved with, yeah, any time we meet up, it's uh, you know I can see the bond that they had and the friendships that they had, and you know the number of players before they went out, you know they were hugging and crying and bawling and, and you know what they were going to do and and how they were going to die with, die for each other on the field and and invariably it kind of turned its way onto the field because they played with huge passion and huge pride and uh, yeah. and uh, you know we had a very very successful period over those for skipping cup years. And how important is the college game to this the senior game, say at the minute, inter county? How do you mean how important it is to the to the players? Yeah, well, inter county is is uh, is what every young hurler aspires to. So you know you can't kind of mess with that. And uh, sometimes there'll be a, a tug of war between who's training and who you're training with. But that never came down to the WIT. I used to always say, if you're with your county, you're with your county, going with them because you you get the best of facilities, the best of training. You know, if you're strength and conditioning coaches, and we didn't go too much into that. And uh, mm. You know, I remember playing other teams like UCC and UCG, whatever, and they'll be back in September and a lot of them on scholarship students and were dragged out training and dragged out to the strength and condition and dragged out here, plus doing their inter-county and they just lost the love for it, you know, and you see the WIT lads and, 
you know, we'd come together, we'd drag the hurlies behind us and we'd, you know, we'd get together for a game, throw a set of jerseys on and I'd throw them into the room and, you know, they just take a life of itself after that. But, yeah, look, it's, it's you know, inter-county players, it's a huge commitment. They're at a five, six nights a week, so they don't need any more pressure, really, when they come playing with the college. They just need a good setup. Uh, you know, meet their expectations and create a fun environment for them to, uh, you know, to get the best out of their skills. Yeah, and th- there is huge demands on players uh, nowadays. And Johnny, can you relate to that in any way with the ladies' soccer? Is it, is it similar? Do you find that you have to, that, that just getting a bit of time with the girls, coaching them during maybe once or twice a week is, is enough? Or do you do you feel you need to do a bit more? Or Yeah, it, it's a little bit different uh, than than Colm's scenario um, in that, you know, we don't have too many girls, um, unfortunately, that are in the National League, mm. you know, in the soccer. Yeah. You know, we've had a couple of the years, uh, Jess Gleeson and um, uh, Kira Rosser and stuff. And they were the girls they trained on Tuesday and Thursday with their club. And they would have had a match on Saturday, probably Sunday with their National League. So they were coming training with us on a Monday night. Whereas the majority of the girls, a lot of them don't even play uh, club soccer. Do you know? And uh, some would have summer leagues. So when it comes to the winter uh, scenario, they, they don't do anything the weekend. So we have a bit more time to, yeah, you can train them. You know, and we, it's kind of, I, I, I kind of look at, a, at the majority of them. We'd have one or two girls that were still involved. So you'd leave, if we were doing a bit of, um, bit of uh, fitness work, you'd leave them out of it and say to them, look, you know, you can step out of it, you know, because you had a match yesterday and you're not, you obviously you want to look after them, you're not going to flog them. Yeah. So it's a little bit different for us. So we, it's nearly like a, a club team. You know, we train them Tuesday, the Monday and Wednesday nights and we, if we have a game then coming up, obviously your training is tapered to suit the, when, you're, when your match is on, you know. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than that. I can understand the lads, you know, you, you're not going to flog them because you get fed up with them and they yeah, don't lose the enthusiasm, you know. That's a big thing. And yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've been involved with the ladies footballers the past few years, and a lot of them actually gave up playing inter county because they bought into the college scene so much. Is is there any reason why some of the ladies soccer players don't play with clubs? Is it because they're they're buying into the club here, or is it because it's a different level? Or yeah, um, I don't think. We've ever, I've never come across a scenario where they'd, get, they'd give up playing for, you know, Wexford Youths or whoever, you yeah. know, because of the college. I think it's more a case that they're, it's a, you know, it's a really hard to get into that level. Yeah. We've some very good girls that have come in this year from Wexford uh, and they're, they've been through all the academies in Wexford um, and they're really good young girls and they're not getting close to the Wexford Youths under 17s or Kilkenny under 17s or, you know, or under 19s even. Yeah. So it's hard to get in there, you know. Um, so don't really have had. I, I, I've had never had the scenario where girls would not play national league to play constantly on the WIT only. Yeah, yeah. I never had that scenario. Unfortunately, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had enough of them, <laughs> you know. And just uh, Katie, I know you finished your playing career recently. Yeah. And it was down to injury, knee yeah, injury. Knee injury. Yeah. How how did you find the demands of playing college? club inter-county I'd say it was a lot to take um, yeah like I mean it, it was tough enough um, now I will say when I was in WIT um, the coaches at the time I mean Tommy you were, you were one of the coaches yeah. 
like they they were very understanding. Be careful now, what you say. <laughs> they they were very understanding, as it as in like you could say, you know, I had a county game at the weekend. They might kind of taper back your training to kind of accommodate you. Um, and I know like as the J development officer now, it's it's kind of a big thing that you you want to make sure and look after the player welfare, and you know you don't want to flog girls, you don't want to flog the boys um, either. So. Yeah, like it, it, it's a it's a big thing that me. I suppose the reason I got injured was because initially I was kind of probably just doing too much, and you know, you, you, as a young person, you kind of think you can train every night of the week, play yeah. games at the weekend, and, and nothing will happen. Um, so in fairness, no WIT, they they were very accommodating to me, and it's something that I kind of want to uh, push out uh, as well. And I, I know that across the soccer as well, it's obviously pushed out and across the rugby too here. So. Yeah, and Colm, how how do you think the player feels because? They have a coach from the college saying that they need him for a match on a Wednesday. You've club coach looking for him for the weekend. You've inter-county trends in around that. It's, it's very hard to say no to anyone. So it is. It is difficult, and uh, uh, I think uh, you know players that are in college they should be given a bit more priority in terms of letting them play for the college and letting them let their hair down if they like but yeah. uh, you know it's in the long run it's not going to make a, a huge difference and it'll keep their interest and their passion in it but uh, yeah I can I can see where it's coming because it's gone so professional now f- uh, and uh, so serious for uh, inter-county players and it's gone to such an elite level in terms of you know I suppose back when we were playing you know, you do your three, four nights a week, but it'd be mostly on the field. But now you have to do get your two or three sessions in on the strength and conditioning side, and that's really taken up a lot of the uh, the commitment from the players, and it, it forces them out that extra, you know, that fourth, fifth, and sixth night when normally they might have got a bit of t- a relaxation time. But um, I suppose GA has probably gone more competitive the club side of it, and uh, it seems to go on longer because um, it used to be an ideal marriage, the GA and uh, and Inter County, because at the time, or even Club Hurling, because most of it was finished by you know the end of September and mm. um, uh, maybe the end of October at the latest with under twenty ones, and then you kind of had a free run uh, with your with your players kind of up to change uh, the league kind of started later. It was in February, and um, so and. You know, it wasn't as competitive as it was now. You might have eight teams in your Division One league or whatever. So, there wasn't the same pressure that there is on inter-county managed now in terms of getting everybody a train and everybody has to be seen to be doing the work together. Because if you're not, you know, you're going to be dropped off off a panel. So yeah, it is tough trying to manage both. But I think WIT always had the balance right and they always looked after the player. And you know, it was never a case where we tried to get as much as we could out of him just because so and so was a coach. It was a case of you know uh, yeah if you if you've already worked and done work with with your inter county you'd you know you'd get credit for it and you wouldn't have to train but I remember different occasions you know it could be lashing out of the heavens and we'd be up in Carrigan or up in the Crystal and we'd be looking out the window looking at the rain and we'd say look we won't go out lads it's just no point yeah. uh, trying to get something and we'd sit in the dressing room we'd tell a few stories and we'd have a laugh and and that in itself was just you know to get the lads together and to have that bit of friendship and bond uh, building up and sometimes. That's worth its weight and goal, like so. It's not all about kind of trying to run them and run them and, and get what you can while they're here in college. Because normally, you, uh, most of the athletes here are very fit. It's just yeah. about making them want to play for the college and get the best from them when they, when they put on that jersey. And it's it's a it's a level above club level, but it's probably just below inter county or obviously like playing with Wexford U. It's national league level. Mm. But um, uh, would you ever see any issues that way, Johnny? Say with coaches from Wexford U. or anything kind of um, telling your players they had well 
no, not not tell them they have to be there. But do do you do you find that the players find it hard to say no to the to the various coaches? Or are they are they able to balance a little little bit better in the ladies soccer compared to the GA? Um, it's probably much of a lightness. But I said we don't, we don't have the quantity, so it might be only one or two. Yeah, players, and uh, like Colin said, I I'd be wicked that way. I I'd, I'd often just say to the lads, look, just don't come training. You're grand because if if they're playing at that level, yeah, you don't need to. You know, you're not going to. And the, her her ability or her technique would be so good that she wouldn't even have to go training with us. Yeah. You know, we just did come along to training because our friends are there, yeah. and they come along and they stand on the line and they'd have it just show their faces there. So yeah. we'd leave them off. I'd never be one for. No, you have to be training. You, you, you know, because the level they're playing at, we're delighted to have them. <laughs> you know, and you don't want to um, put them you put them off fun. coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're so happy to have them playing yeah. with you. So I think it'd be it is because it's too easy sometimes. You know, and I see very good players or hurlers or whatever coming to the college, and you know they won't commit to it because it's gone so serious now mm. at club level. And uh, yeah. so you know anyone that's willing to play for the college and do something, I always admire them for doing it because it's just so easy to come to WIT and not have, get involved in the club as a side. So yeah, yeah you, it's it's. Um, but I think they're they're the ones that lose out because I think ultimately over your three or four years in WIT. <laughs> I know all the players that we had. Yeah, they had very good friends in their classrooms, mm. but really, they they made their 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 soulmates really on on the field and bonding yeah. together over those three or four years. So yeah, anybody I've ever talked to that says like they'd love to get back and and meet those boys again, and any time they do, it's just you know what fun they have together. You know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I spoke to Maria Delahunty a while back. Yeah, and she was telling me that you have a, a great saying for all the. The ladies Thanks. soccer teams over the years. Can you yeah. just elaborate a little bit more on yeah, what it, it is? It's something I've always done. Um, like you said, family thing. Uh, any of the teams that looked after into the years, I've I like to try and get if it's in a group text out uh, just at the end. It's something special to that group. Yeah. And um, so my one with WIT when I started off, it's uh, at the end of my text. I said just Johnny, and then it's UiM WIT, and uh, so. You having a clue about that? No, no, elaborate on that a bit. So when I when I, it's a funny story when I, when I sent that the first time to Maria's group, so the first time I had him, um, you know, the final group kind of thing, and I put on EOMWIT at the end of it, and came in training the following night, and the girls were sent to me, Johnny, can I ask you a question? What's the EOMWIT? Uh, and I, I I'll tell you what it is in a second, but <laughs> some of the girls I thought um. You had pred- predictive text or something, you know, that, you know, yeah. and you had put something in and you hadn't, they didn't know what it was. Or maybe one of the girls said, I thought you were drunk writing something and you, you, you didn't finish it for, properly or whatever, you know. But what it stands for, it's uh, it's the Waterford coat of arms. So it's orbs intacta mane, Waterfordia is what the Waterford coat is. So it means Waterford remains the untaken city. Yeah. That's on the coat of arms back in the day when it was besieged mm. and all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was a, like a text was sent back over to King Henry VII saying yeah. Waterford remains the untaken city. They couldn't take Was he playing ladies football as well? He <laughs> 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 got the text as well. He yeah. got the text, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, so what I have it is Orbs intact and Mane WIT. So we remain the untaken team. The un, you know, mm. we're not going to be taken by anybody. We're going to be, we're you know, resolve and all this kind of stuff. So I always, I send that at the end of the group every text. And uh, I was amazed at this, like, uh, so the first bunch that I had, uh, and a few of them were finishing up after two or three years, three or four of the girls got it tattooed onto them. 
<laughs> I said, oh, I said, what are you doing? And he said, no, no, they, they said, this is three or four years out of our life that we don't want everyone to forget. And I was, I was really, I mean, obviously humble big time by it, but. I'd say their parents were looking for a coach, looking <laughs> coach. <laughs> but it was, yeah, but it was, I was, I was, what did you do that for? But yeah, no, no, no. When they're, they said when they're 40 or 50 years of age, this is a special time in their life. Yeah. And it meant an awful lot to me, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, yes. yeah, obviously, you know. It's good, yeah. But that's what it is, UAMWIT, yeah. <laughs> Very good. And did any yeah. of your players have hashtag family on their backs, Colin Walker? Well, I would have tattooed a few things on them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't permanent, no. Anything like that. Just hashtag family is all yeah, right. Yeah. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have plenty of memories throughout the years. So I'm just going to ask you for your best one. And we'll, we'll start with we'll start with Katie. Okay. So your, your best memory as a WIT player. Um, I suppose I, I have plenty of memories. Unfortunately, as a player, I never never got to win anything um, with WIT. Um, but st- since kind of taking up the the role here as development officer, um, probably the best memory I have is of the girls winning the Lynch Cup um, in my first year. I think I was in the job two months and yeah. the ladies footballers won the Lynch Cup. And then last year, we were lucky enough to kind of go on and win the Giles Cup. Um, and it was like we won back-to-back championships and... I suppose as a player, the best memories was just the friendships that I have. Um, but in mm. relation to kind of probably the best memory I have of WIT to date would be the ladies football winning the Giles Cup last year. Very good. That was a, a great weekend. Uh, uh, we yeah. were all involved in that. So it was, it was very uh, memorable. Uh, column of you. Self-praise, no praise. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably have loads of memories anyway. So uh, Yeah, it, it's hard to know where to start. As a player, you know, I would have played with WIT and... Um, uh, we had a very, very good hurling team at the time. Uh, we were the top uh, IT team or WRT team at the time and um, we were the only one actually competing in Division 1 Hurling League and uh, it was a huge achievement for WIT. Uh, but uh, in our second and third year, we actually uh, topped the group and got to the final on both occasions and, uh, you know, the universities were very slow to accept us, you know, the likes of UCC and UCD and... Uh, there we were only a little IT coming up to play them but uh, they found out that we were serious about what we were doing and uh, I remember one uh, league final um, in Dungarvan and it was lashed out of the heavens and we we had a tough out outfit now there was fellas and they wouldn't be taking any prisoners but yeah. uh, the game ended in a draw at full time and uh, UCC wouldn't come out and play us in the, for extra time they just uh, they stayed in the dressing room uh, so we were awarded, <laughs> we awarded the league final that was the first year and in the second year, we made sure then we went out, we won it outright again. Like So we were delighted to be able to compete with the universities. Now, I know it wasn't yeah. Fitzgibbon, but uh, that came, you know, uh, probably later. And actually came 10 years later. I came back to college when I was 31 and uh, I got a chance to play Fitzgibbon and uh, we were actually victorious that year. So that was a, that was a huge memory for me. So, yeah, I've had, I suppose a lot of it has been over, you know, the GA and the team that I've been involved in and... Uh, you know that I wouldn't give any of it away. The crack that we had and uh, mm. the memories and the friendships that we've had, you know, still live to this uh, very, very minute. Yeah, and any students that have uh, graduated from WIT always talk about their well, GA students talk about their time with Colin Bonner. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we we had a few. I remember a journey from Belfast there um, when they won the Fitzgibbon in 2014. Was it uh, the beat? Um, Cork IT I think in the final and uh, the bus just you know I don't think your man turned the bus on it just hopped all the way from <laughs> from Belfast all the way back to Waterford which was rocking all night it was just it was a, a special memory for anyone that was involved or on that bus that, that evening it was but every player will have their own memories of you know what happened and what they can take back yeah 
And have have you anything to add, Johnny? Your favourite uh, memory? Is, yeah, like there's been a lot of really special ones. You know, the, down through the years with the girls, the, the different groups, and but probably the best one or one of the best ones I've ever had was the first year I was involved. You know, I think always the first year sometimes as a group you get bonded with the group. Yeah. You know, he said Marie Delahunty and. Uh, Adele Maher and Sinead Corker and they were some of the girls that were just finishing up Yeah, and um, I remember we played out in Carrigan Orr a game um, and we played IT Carlo in an intervarsities qualifier and Carlo were, like, they're all on soccer courses there so they're actually tra- they're like professionals they're actually training four days a week and they're training most of the national league players they're training with their clubs as well so they're they're doing everything in there and they're doing their coaching courses so they know it you know, you're, the coach is not telling them. They know how to do, play themselves. They're coaching themselves. So we played them anyway in Carrigan Orr in the in the, the, the Intervarsity's qualifier. If you won, you are true. If you were beaten, you were knocked out. Yeah. And uh, Carlo rocked up. It was a Friday night. John Douglas, I'm not sure if he arranged this, but he arranged the game for the Friday night. And a lot of the girls in Carlo were living in Dublin up the country, so a few of them didn't travel down. So they ended up with 10 players for the match, right? But our girls didn't know this. So the match started, they were playing us off the pitch. They were really, they were excellent. They were like Barcelona scenario, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they went to goal up and we equalised and they missed about five sitters. And uh, we got a winner anyway. We beat them 2-1. But if a game was played at 100 times again, they'd have beaten us 99 times mm-hmm. out of 100. They were missed sitters. I don't know how... So after the game, anyway, we were blessed. The girls still didn't know they only had 10 players in the pitch until after the match. <laughs> they were that good, you know. And uh, after the match, a few of the girls were, were jumping around the place. And a few of the girls, Maria came over to me and Sinead Corcoran, and they were crying. I thought somebody had said something to them or something had happened. I said, what's wrong? I said, and they said, we're going to the universities. <laughs> <laughs> they were over the moon. They hadn't qualified for a couple of years. And it was the first time they qualified because they were in their fourth year and they hadn't qualified for maybe once the first year or something. And they were literally crying. And yeah. I, I couldn't get over this. And it, it meant so much to them. So that was, we hadn't won anything, but we won that year we won the First Division League and we won the Intervarsities Plate, which is, you know, the, the second year of it, which was huge. And uh, But it wasn't the winning of the things. It was just, yeah, just that night. Group, yeah. 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 The qualifying for it was unbelievable. Like, and it was it's a memory I'll always have. It meant so much to them. No, to, to qualify, you know, it is brilliant, and you know, um, just just finishing up. I, I know you're both uh, known for your tunes in the dressing room, and uh, <laughs> Colm said he might uh, give a bar of tutti frutti. He's been known to sing it there on, on the buses from uh, various matches. I know we won't we won't put you on the spot. Colm. I want bamaluba, I want bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, lads, thanks a million for coming in today. Um, it was really interesting getting a sight into two WT heroes of sport uh, coaching and playing and um, that's a wrap for episode 5 she's been Katie and he's been Tom we'd like to wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas and here's to a happy and healthy new year this podcast was brought to you by Witnovus thank you for listening I want bamaloo I want bamboo (laughs)